Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. And I'm Travis Mattingly. And you're listening to Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast where we're going to talk about mains. We're mains. talking about mains. It's more demons. It's more demon time. It's the, it's the demonist season of all. They'll you be... thought dretches were bad, though. No, no. You're ready for me. Yeah, they're they're even worse. They're they're crappier than dretch. They're the, <laughs> the worst dretch. It's what it's what I um uh, uh, <laughs> can't stop thinking I, about. I just, <laughs> your heart's not in it, kid. I no no. I'm like I'm I'm living two worlds here. <laughs> I'm living two worlds here. Fuck it. We're, we're, timeliness is overrated. Literally like 30 seconds ago was the goddamn Chad Kroger Nickelback photograph tweet from <laughs> Trump. And I just like, like, what a way to fuck you up before recording a podcast. How about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had, to, I had to break the news. I had to say, so listen. Yeah. The president yes. of the United States just tweeted a Nickelback meme. And then An eight year old Nickelback <laughs> meme. <laughs> That it looks like he probably made either himself or someone else. Someone was paid tax dollars <laughs> on the American, on American, like nine to five. It happened in the middle of the day <laughs> on a Wednesday. Somebody did some tired assistant walked into their very important job serving the president of the United States of America. It's a post that looks like there would be a follow-up that says, like, check my SoundCloud because it blew up. Like It's... So we're talking about the mains. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> demons. The real demon of all the mains. Uh, it, yeah, so this is, like, the larval form of any other demon. There's not a whole lot to it, so expect this to be, like, 45 minutes of me just losing my mind over hearing Chad Kroger's <laughs> voice on the POTUS fucking Twitter. What a timely app this is. Jesus. So like, and now now it's become like historical documentation, right? So like when this tweet eventually gets taken down and people doubt that it ever existed to begin with, know that this recorded right now at 5.50 p.m. on October the 2nd, 2019. This is a testament to what happened on this day <laughs> that may be forgotten forever. So now we're now we're historically relevant. Now it's this true. is this is historical. This is archival work. <laughs> uh, and now that we've done that civic duty to our fellow Americans, we can talk about demons. Okay, good. So we're talking about the mains. It is uh, it's the little guy, right? It turns into everything else. There's not a whole lot to it mechanically. Uh, it being a particular demon, there's not a whole lot to it with the lore either in any particular capacity. But uh. Damn if we're not going to do our best. Yeah, it's got a little bit different going up. Because, really, because it's so shitty, its lore gives it a couple extra things. Yeah. Like, mechanically, it has nothing. So they were just like, well, what if we put a little bit of a lore sprinkle in here so people can think they're interested? Yeah, yeah. There's some kind of neat stuff with how... So, like, the, the primary theme of the mains is transformation. Mm -hmm. And the thing that makes mains cool is that they can transform into any number of other demons, and then also some other things, some surprise things that, you know, because these are the, the pawns, right? These are the pawns in the cosmic, like, ridiculous chess game of <laughs> demons. Uh, and consequently, mains can be ordered to do basically anything, and also can be transformed by demon lords into a, a slew of other things. 
But yes, we will discuss all of these things in turn. So before I start thinking about Nickelback in 2019, which no one should have to do, let's get into the episode. So the main artistically just kind of looks like a real, just like sad leprous, <laughs> just like real, just like a mess. Yeah. It kind of looks like a, like a diseased five-year-old's drawing. Mm-hmm. Like its proportions are also, so it's vaguely humanoid shaped. Um, it is like real lumpy and round in places it ought not to be. It's covered in sores and like its feet, it doesn't have like person feet. It has like, kind of like four-toed claw yeah it it's like a five-year-old's approximation of a foot it is just like a stump with toes sticking out like it is like a five-year-old and it almost like you know this is in many ways you know the the demon transformation can be a curse and i i almost like this idea of like you know the the mortal gets banished into the abyss they get transformed into a demon and then from there it almost turns into like like a mains is the abysses approximation of a person right like it's <laughs> yeah. what a person would be like in this thing that doesn't understand humanity and is just like a close enough approximation right it's like very <laughs> uncanny it's very interesting i actually think i like the the silhouette on this guy kind of a lot yeah i mean like the like full disclosure if you just looked at him like the silhouette looks pretty demonish to me and then but once you see him he looks like an undead yeah. Which does it is, tie a yeah. little bit into like yeah, how they're made like... and like a little bit of the Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But it is a, a, just a harsh contrast compared to the other ones that we've seen so far. Yeah. Even the dretch, which is like supposed to be kind of sad and fetid and, and sad and gross. And it's this is just like Yeah, so like where the dretch still looks like a bare knuckle boxer, like it still looks powerful. The mane's like it, its arms are spindly, like it looks like it's just been eating cereal for its entire life in the in the arm region, and then like there's like bits like flesh missing in a bunch of parts of its body. Yeah, like, it doesn't look powerful. It doesn't look terribly intimidating. It's very squat. It it does look like it's kind of rotting away. Like you could call this an undead, and I would believe you. Yeah. If I didn't know better. And yeah, they could like compare that to any of the other demons, even with the dredge. The rest look powerful and look capable. And this is rightly so not, right? Yeah. This is this is perhaps the one cursed shape of a demon that makes sense as a curse. Right? There's literally no benefit to being a mains. For sure. Yeah, so it's it's covered in what appear to be like sores or like maybe even scorch marks. No, that's definitely like festering skin coming off. It doesn't like I love it. I I love the and this is the thing that we usually uh, loud in this show is the detailing of things that don't necessarily make sense mm -hmm. physiologically. So like looking at the legs, at the stumpy legs, you can like see the hint of a knee, mm -hmm. even though its legs shouldn't operate properly. Like I can't imagine this thing's legs bending <laughs> appropriately, like yeah. more than just a few degrees. But it it kind of reminds me of Psychonauts in a way that like highly incredibly stylized warping of person shapes 
in order to express their character. Yeah, I could see this. It definitely has like a cartoony silhouette. Yeah. So like I, I could see that for sure. Yeah, but it's only from like the waist down. The waist up like right, looks yeah. like it looks like a Resident Evil monster. That's right? what I like, that's what drew me to how we like it's so the head looks like it belongs on a different zombie. It looks like Nemesis or it looks like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like a Resident Evil zombie. And then like it's it's I thought that it was gonna have like the way its body is facing, the way its head is facing is kind of, like, weird. And, like, I thought that they just took the head off and put a zombie head on. Yeah. But, yeah, from the, from, like, the nips down, it has a cartoony silhouette. It's very interesting. It's very, it's very neat. I like how kind of disjointed it is. This is, I think, one of the few demons we actually get that feels like a chaotic amalgamation of disparate things. Right? Because... For several monsters now, it's usually just been like, picture an animal, but buff. This right. is very much like, just take these two things that are not, that ought not be together, and then use like a uniform color scheme and texturing to make it seem like one thing, right? <laughs> What's going on? He I just gave found, me a shocked I found expression. the high-res picture of this. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. Is it so much worse than that other image we have in the book. Oh. Like, on the, yeah, whoa. Like, all the wounds are full of maggots. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's literally rotting from the inside. You can, there's bits where you can see maggots are going in and then coming out of other wounds. Yeah, like, yeah. It does look like profoundly undead, and zombie does feel appropriate because of these guys are usually, well, you know, fuck it. We'll just talk about it now. These guys are kind of the progenitor to ghouls and shadows and a bunch of undead that Orcus, the the demon prince of undead creatures, creates. So there is kind of a, a thematic through line with, like, undeath and rot and that kind of thing. Yeah. There are also some, like, like it has claws like a ghoul would and, like, you know, the long, the long nails of the feet. It kind of looks like a stunted ghoul in some respects. Yeah. Which... You know what it's giving me vibes of now that I've seen that every orifice of it is full of bugs. Yeah. It's giving me Oogie Boogie vibes. Oh, yeah, the Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. that. That's quite good. And then that, you know, there is kind of a... kind of a thematic through line. Like, we've talked about Chasmies, which are like bugs. There is kind of like... Demons are often portrayed as infestations in their own right. Yeah. So it is thematically appropriate that the mains would have a, a whole bunch of bugs up in it kind of fighting to break free from the skin <laughs> of its body in the same way that demons try to break free from the demon web or the the, the abyss. That does make me wonder if that's why it's so lumpy, is because it's full of bugs yeah, and, and they're, they're just, just kind of like bulbousing out. out. Like, <laughs> that would be a good opener. So like in many ways, the mains is probably like baby's first demon. Mm -hmm. it, it being the weakest demon, if you want to go whole on into demons for an entire campaign, this is probably the first one. They'll see this in Dretches. Uh, and you could leave a pretty lasting impression with this this rotting thing. And honestly, like to a team that wouldn't know better, I can imagine. And the yeah, I, I and this is you know we've kind of skipped into lore stuff now. I can imagine this being like a really cool mystery of sorts. Because if you do present a mains to a D and D party, the first thing they will think is, oh, this is an undead monster, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then you can kind of like weave, especially if they have a cleric or something like that, you can weave this weird mystery of like, what is this strange breed of undead? I don't know what it is. The cleric tried to use turn undead on it and it just didn't work. What's happening? Why is it shrugging off spells? What's the deal? And then it becomes this mystery of, but through which the party finds out about demons and then you can 
do the whole cult thing and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think this could be a really a neat little setup because it does feel so undead-like. So talking about the art for it, mm-hmm. let's throw another positive, another thing that I like about it. I like this one, unlike a lot of the other demons we've talked about, does the thing I liked about the crawling claw, where mm-hmm. the skin is sort of mottled and translucent. Yeah. And you can see just kind of like kind the, of the muscular it. and the, the it's got splotchy different colors all over it it's yeah. not just it's not just gray yeah right it's not just like oh it's kind of an ashy undead demon thing it's just a big gray blob with a bunch of bugs in it yes yeah yeah it is like their coloration troubles it does look it looks kind of bloated in the same way that a corpse would yeah right it, it's lumpy and discolored in addition to falling apart yeah and then like with like the the weird parts of its body not entirely matching up, it does also sort of look like it lends itself to the the patchwork, like, this is what the abyss thinks a person looks like idea, where it's just like, well, I don't know, just fucking... Yeah, just like limbs just, and stuff. Yeah, throw a bunch of stuff to get... Yeah, it looks about... Well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does look very corpse-like. It's even, you know, it's missing its nose, and it's missing its lips. It's missing the things that a corpse would, you know, start to lose first in decomposition, yeah. which is, uh... Yeah, it's very cool. I think that I think that you could pass this off as an undead or, you know, I, I can't help but think, and we, we, I, this is not the first time we've made this comparison, but since mains are so tied to Orcus, which we've often described as like the God of War Hades of yeah. the D&D abyss, yes. I can imagine a version of an Orcus boss fight. And I think this is the case. We'll get to, in 200 million years, we'll get to the Orcus stat block. Ugh. Um, but I think that is the case. You, he summons in a whole bunch of demons throughout the course of the fight, and I can imagine just like a horde of zombie-style mains in the middle of this fight. Uh, so they they occupy a, a functional role similar to a zombie. Just fifty shitty mains come up, and it's just like, oh, good. Yeah. Horde of mains. Yeah, yeah, and that is by and large, if you're going to keep mains viable throughout the game. That is how you're going to use them as a big horde fight, anyway, because the their their the CR is not very high on these guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So getting properly into the lore stuff, uh, the the lore that we do get says that mains are the souls of evil creatures that descend to the lower planes, and they are kind of transformed. We don't really know. I I feel like earlier in the book it implies that the gods do this curse and turn them into demons. It, I think it says basically that the gods. It using this, it's almost like the gods decide what an evil soul is, like yeah. an evil person, because yeah. it does say that the gods can cast somebody down into yeah. the abyss. Yeah, the question I have is, you know, what is doing the transforming? And I said earlier that I think it is the abyss, and I, I more and more am thinking that that is the case. Yeah. In which case, like that too could be an interesting arc where you have this person who is cursed to the abyss, depending on how long the transformation goes. This there could be a story of this person decomposing simply by virtue of being in the abyss and turning into a mains over the course of however long and then you know you have like a a real nice either in the moment kind of zombie narrative thing where like oh i'm turning into a monster or a after the fact you know you you kill the weird sad demon in this (laughs) middle of the pit of the abyss and you find a bunch of journal entries or somewhere detailing this this transformation i think that could be kind of cool yeah for sure the idea is that psychologically, the mains, they'll just attack any non-demon that they see. Again, kind of being like horde monsters, they'll just kind of converge on whatever they can find. And when they enter the material plane, 
they're the, the book says that they are called into it kind of implying you know the the main is not powerful or smart enough to or even like numerous enough to to make it into the the material plane by itself mm-hmm. it usually if it is outside the abyss it is done so by an exterior force of some kind the book goes on to say that orcus the demon lord of undeath uh transforms mains often into various undead monsters usually ghouls and shadows both of which we'll get to in the future um which is another cool kind of cross section and i almost like i almost like this as like a you know in some way you could maybe like gamify almost like a like a magic the gathering style thing <laughs> where like you you know like i'm imagining like oh orcus if you wanted to gamify this orcus has more control over this kind of demon like he has more verbs or like avenues for expression with mains than with any other demon but mains are weaker so orcus could make you know scarier monsters with mains by using some sort of resource as opposed to having just a bunch of balors which he has less control over yeah right so like and also like that puts him more at risk because like making high level demons is kind of a huge thing for them so like the idea that orcus can just make really high-level undead that he has total control over, pretty much, just by way of who he is, is really cool. And yeah, yeah. It's I, I like the fact that the mains, while it is not represented mechanically, uh, does have this little trait that makes it interesting for encounter building. Yeah, it almost, like, it almost makes me want to gamify an entire kind of, like, political rule set for all the demon lords. Like, Orcus, you know, has has a lot of a crappy monster that can be turned into a slightly better monster, and that's how Orcus is powerful. And, you know, like Demogorgon... Like your select your demon lord kind of like... Yeah, yeah, and like Demogorgon <laughs> can like fuse animals together, but, you know, the animals are chaotic and won't like follow directions properly. Like, I feel like there's... His ultimate is create Chimera. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, which sounds a little bit silly, but I betcha if you were doing like a long-standing Abyss campaign, there there could be like... Some some fun to be had there in that regard, like how to play demon lords off of each other using their strengths and weaknesses. The idea you just presented put the idea in my head of a reverse Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're playing the demons in Diablo. That would be kind of cool, right? <laughs> like like Overlord, but you get to select your character at yeah. the beginning. That would be kind of fun. I'm into that. Write that in the notes. Right? Yeah. So don't, no, no stealings, please. Beyond that, other demon lords will uh, feed on mains. They'll eat them in cause the mains to be completely destroyed even the spirit of the mains unable to reform which could be like another like almost another axis of this weird gamified thing where like the mains could be a resource that demon lords could be used could use to power themselves up but not necessarily have a decent supporter base like damn i almost want the like <laughs> the like the the weird ass kind of pared down board game of D where you can pick your demon lord and that's the that's the one you play and you just kind of, like, fight for abyssal dominance. Can you tell that one of us has been thinking a lot about game design? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, regardless, if you kill a mains, they dissipate into a cloud of reeking vapor, perhaps the same kind that the Duretch can weaponize, uh, and they will just reform into another mains after after one day, after 24 hours. This is wild, though. This is... Mains just have a thing that not even demon lords can do. I... Is so the it's a little bit ambiguous. Does that mean in the abyss? In the abyss, you unless can... they are consumed by a demon, they just come back. Yeah, 
Is that's, that... that I like that's what this the Forgotten Realms wiki page says. I don't know if this is uh I don't that that might be the case. So the 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 common sort of structural order of fifth edition is that you get the broad rules and then you get the specific rules and the specific rules outrank the 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 broader rules so that could be the the right way to read it that mains are effectively invulnerable uh unless like fed on completely yeah the idea the idea that i've seen in like trying to figure this out is that with other demons they are they don't have a spirit anymore really because they are just like their bodies are the embodiment of like their essence right. but mains have like a soul in them okay so when the mains body is destroyed they turn into mist and their soul leaves and then the soul reforms in the abyss into another shitty mains monster that's kind of interesting that's almost like a pardon and that could be like an interesting plot arc of its own where like this uppity balor realizes that it's going to be obliterated in the near future right like it swung <laughs> it swung too hard and you know lost like you know, it tried to do a power play against Demogorgon or some shit, and it failed miserably. And now Demogorgon's coming, you know, barreling down the door, <laughs> and the Baylor is like looking for any way to subvert it, you know, devolve into a mains <laughs> in order to survive oblivion of some sort. I mean, like the Demon Lord could just eat him, but you yeah. know, in some sort of like power struggle kind of thing, I can imagine this being a get out of jail free card. I just want my soul back. Right? In a, <laughs> or like in exchange for extreme power, this is kind of like a safety net for a demon that maybe the party is killing over and over again. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be a demon lord, but it could be like, oh, this 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 Garistro that we've been fighting for X amount of sessions or over the course of however many adventures, we're about to kill it. And then it, you know, does this power, this risky move where it, becomes a crappy little mains we can't destroy it and it is still a threat perhaps someday maybe not even during the course of our <laughs> lifetimes but in the future it still exists it will grow to be a threat again yeah and that could be kind of interesting if you if you play it off well it is there is like one downside to that plan and it's how fundamentally stupid mains are yes uh i don't the book sort of kind of it's like they will attack any non-demon creature is like how they put it in there yeah um functionally how it's apparently always been in the past is that they are so stupid they aren't given weapons because they will forget why they're holding weapons (laughs) um and so if you it says like anecdotally if you give a horde of mains a bunch of maces by the time you've given a mace to the last one the first ones will have forgotten and started beating each other to death with them that's pretty that's pretty good <laughs> like that quite so a bit. it's just like that <laughs> thinking about that it's just like how do i keep my immortality i know i'll turn into a mate and well, then it's the just idea. and then it's just yeah you've like <laughs> you're i can imagine this high ranking demon giving up all of their power and all of their abilities in order to just exist exist right to <laughs> yeah. potentially grow again into the future right right kind of a last last ditch effort and that in and of itself could be kind of powerful seeing this Gristro or balor or merlith we'll, we'll get to those later uh that the the party has been fighting this entire time give up everything to become something pitiful just in the hopes that they will continue to survive what do you think the ratio is for mains to other demons i honestly like 
a part of me wants to say it's like 90% mains mm-hmm. and then like the rest of the demons fill out the last 10% of all demon kind. Because the idea is that it's like evil souls, right? Yeah. And people are dying daily. Yeah. So I, don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. It could. I... If the abyss <laughs> has been around forever, maybe it's an even split of oh, stuff. Yeah, I guess that's right. Like just be by virtue of things constantly transforming. Killing, I'm, transforming, wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, who, who knows? I like to think that mains just, like, occupy the, the, the baseline of most demons. Yeah, I, I imagine it It looks a lot like looking over a battle, like the Battle of Middle-Earth, where you just see, like, a bunch of little, like, just ah, yeah. shitty little mains, and then occasionally a big guy standing there. Yeah, that might just be me, you know, extrapolating real-world culture, where <laughs> most of us are shitty little mains, and then some of us get to be tougher. Too real. Yeah. You got well, too real. The president is posting. <laughs> the president's posting back. So You're right. Yeah. No, fuck it's it. true. It's time to get real, I think. <laughs> Power to the people. Wake up. Communism for life. I say it like a fucking rapper. <laughs> Communism for life. Communism for life. <laughs> All right. Was there anything particularly interesting about previous, like, mains culture? Uh, culture? Uh, no, not necessarily. There is interesting things that I wish kind of were in mechanically relating to how stupid they are. Uh, they were at one point immune to any mind control effect because mm. yeah. it's just impossible to tell them what to do because they forget mm. so fast. Yeah. And like, I, I think, I think some of that, and I, I've been a little bit on a psionic kick in D&D stuff lately. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the psionic stuff is baked into its own spells. So, like, I, I believe most of those psionic spells are, like, you can't use this on a creature with intelligence below a certain threshold. And so you don't really need to make that. Like, the, the, the psychic immunity could be a thing that they threw in because they're dumb. Right. But most of the stuff that, you know, keeps the stupid creatures out of effect of your spells are baked into the spells themselves. Yeah, that's true. Aside from that, there is one thing that's... (laughs) It's not a thing that mains do, but it's a way that mains were used in the Abyss. uh, Because they are sort of prized for having souls, right? Right. They're like an energy source, essentially. They're like batteries. Okay. Apparently, um, the demon lords at one point in the history of Dungeons & Dragons would take strings of mains souls okay. to create tethers and masts for ships of chaos which were like living beasts to <laughs> to take these ships and sail the planes and the ships were powered by literally feeding them the souls of mains that's metal as fuck yeah right <laughs> i read that and i was like this is a thing i need to tell you real quick that's quite cool uh <laughs> that's quite cool yeah that's quite so know that that is an option. Yeah, if you're ever nice. like, what can I do with mains? You're like, what can I do that's metal as fuck and requires an energy source? I'm always down for like a living ship, mm-hmm. right? Like, I most most like living vehicles I'm down with. I'm always always down for a living boat. Yeah, I don't necessarily know why. That might be my it's old a Wind, Wind Waker. Waker day. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely the Wind Waker thing. Or like, or like all the Kingdom Hearts final bosses. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm for some reason always down for a boat with a face. Big handsome boat. Yeah. Oh, 
the the previous artistic stuff for these were kind of weird the yeah. the the fourth edition one just looks like a like a rob liefeld version of a main yeah uh and then the the second edition one looks pregnant in a way that makes me profoundly <laughs> uncomfortable is that what makes you uncomfortable i was curious it, it has this huge pregnant belly and like also the head of a goblin not a zombie anymore it has the head of a goblin orcus smirked as he looked deeply into his lover's eye like i <laughs> just cannot, cannot like we cannot i just we cannot can't. do the distended sonic belly fan fiction just, of this yeah, we just, just cannot like, do it like like preg fic just can't <laughs> i just can't not think let's about let's talk that. about first edition where he was just like a buff oni goblin yeah it looks like a scooby-doo villain in the way that first edition monsters <laughs> often look like scooby-doo villains like you could take the mask off and it would yeah. just be like a wizard i'm imagining like a snap zoom into its face with the like the scooby-doo do 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 kind of background music he blinks and it does the bling, bling, bling. yeah <laughs> So mechanically, a mains is a small fiend, a chaotic evil monster, as all the demons are. It has a crappy, crappy challenge rating of 1 eighth. It has a crappy, crappy armor class of 9, and it has a crappy, well, I mean, like, yeah, crappy, crappy HP of 9 as well, uh, and also crappy, crappy speed of 20. So yeah, this is mostly yep. a crappy, crappy monster. Uh, its attributes are crappy, crappy as well. It has average strength, and then everything else is either below average or abysmal with a a real bad intelligence and charisma, and a somewhat above average constitution. In terms of its, like, resistances, so a lot of the, the demons are magic resistant, uh, or at the very least have resistance to damage that is commonly thrown by spells. Yeah. Uh, and that remains the case here, the mains, even with its crappy, crappy hit points. It has damage resistance to cold, fire, and lightning, and it also has the immunity to poison. And the... Uh, condition immunity to poisoned as well but in addition to the poisoned condition immunity it also for, for and this yeah, yeah this is this kind of the psionic to... yeah this is kind of the psionic defense it is also immune to the charmed condition and the frightened condition i hadn't noticed that i guess maybe that is the little yeah kind that of is tip of the hat. I'm, yeah i'm imagining that is what that is where you know these are just too dumb to be afraid and too dumb to be reasoned with even magically uh, so so there there's a little bit of flavor that, that makes a sense yeah it's got 60 feet of dark vision it's got a crappy passive perception of nine in terms of languages it can understand abyssal but cannot speak and as is so often the case i just wish they'd i mean like its intelligence is three so that's fine that it can't speak usually. and it ain't got lips yeah <laughs> yeah fine i guess i'm fine with just a moaning i'm just always down for a zombie kind of replicating even in garbage ways the facets of a of a past life so if it even if it just like spoke phrases that were completely contextually irrelevant, kind of like the 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 typhon and prey mm, uh, right. that that are made from from folks, they just kind of speak words of their past life, and that's just a trope I'm into. So so there, I understand it here. I'm not going to push for it in the same way that I would push for some of the previous ones where the the logic is less there. But here, like the intelligence is bad. It ain't got lips. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, it also, the, the telepathy is notably absent, which is, uh, I guess, another vestige of its crappy, crappy intelligence. It just can't do nothing. Nope. Just ain't, got, ain't not got no brains. Got sharp hands. Mm -mm. The brain the brain done sank into its belly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It has no traits. 
uh, no traits, no traits for the mains. Its only action is the claw action, which has a below average plus two to hit. Um, below average, I mean like, when I say below average, and I mean this for both this and the armor class, it's literally below the charts. Like, an armor class of nine shouldn't, you know, it is profoundly low. Um, I think zombies are the only ones with a lower, because they... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I think all that I can right. think of. <laughs> I guess I should mention the hit points are are, I guess by that logic, average for its CR. Yeah, because because the con modifiers plus one and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but it's all like you know you're gonna kill mains in like one hit. Yeah, by the time you're fighting mains, realistically, the claw attack does five damage, two d four slashing damage, which is I, a little bit above average for its CR. Uh, so. Yeah, I was actually thinking that that must be a little higher than it should be, because, like, a CR 1-8, having the ability to kill a wizard yeah. in one hit yeah. uh, is kind of interesting. Yeah, this is a trade, you know, the attack has got bad accuracy, but the the attack does a little bit more damage. It's that kind of monster, which is weird to see in a minion type of enemy, mm-hmm. but that is that is technically the case here, yeah. And in some ways, like, I a main's... One of the, maybe, maybe not, maybe we won't actually do this, but one of these days we could do like a compare and contrast of all the minion enemies. Mm. Uh, and I, I could see a world where I like mains the most just because the armor class is lower and the attacks do more damage. That's, those make for good uh, minions for sure. Like easy to hit, easy to kill, but if they hit you, then it's like, oh. Yeah, it makes them threatening in the early game and still something in the later game. Yeah. Without being too obnoxious to just murder right like five damage say like level eight five damage is nothing to level eight but like five damage from From like eight dudes eight to ten mains that's a problem yeah yeah that could be a thing and like again they'll they'll rarely hit yeah but i can you know D makes fools of us all and i can (laughs) see you know killing a party with just a horde of mains like i don't know what's going on yeah if you throw like 16 mains in there statistically (laughs) some of them are gonna hit (laughs) um but yeah that i mean like that is mechanically main stuff so in terms of encounter things like again this is a good horde monster uh anywhere from eight to a bajillion mains could be in a fight just bear in mind that nobody wants to sit around and wait for you to take 18 mains worths of turns uh again a, a very commonly i i present this idea that i picked up from angry uh angry gm that is like a shared uh, movement pool and a shared action pool. So like the entire 18 mains, maybe get like four actions between them. And that helps speed combat along a little bit. Yeah. In addition to that, I mean, like I can see if you were fighting Orcus, if you were fighting a demon lord, I could see this being kind of a really cool risk reward thing where like, oh shit, we're fighting Demogorgon. There are a bunch of mains in this room at any given moment. Demogorgon to turn could turn any one of these boys into a Baylor. We gotta wipe out the the minions, and it becomes kind of almost like League of Legends, where you're like destroying minion resources to keep <laughs> the the big boss from taking over as the fight goes on. It's kind of cool. I almost wonder that. I almost wonder psychologically if that would be too much for a D and D fight, though. I can see if that's like the whole encounter, I could see it being kind of like taxing on both you and the players because they're like, if say there's like a five mains in the room or whatever, 
and they kill like three of them and then you turn one of the ones that survived into a bigger tougher monster they might be like we didn't get them all or we didn't kill the right ones or... I, I mean like i think in that case it is your job as dm to telegraph this right you know you yeah. tell them as the fight begins orcus grabs his wand of turning things into ghouls and <laughs> stares hungrily at the mains <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, in the first turn or whatever, he eats one and gets some health back. And then it becomes, you know, it, it almost becomes like a cool action economy thing where, you know, me, me, the monk and me, the fighter are going to go lock down all of these mains and more keep coming in. And we're just going to keep them all dead so that Orcus can't turn them into anything or eat them while you, the paladin, you, the rogue, you, the ranger, you, the wizard, go kill Orcus. And that kind of seems like tactically interesting to me. That could be cool. I think that would be a, a cool, good late game mains fight. And this could be, this could also be kind of like a cool, uh, kind of tangentially to that. This could be a neat, like, I can't think, like, almost like a, like any of those jelly bosses in Legend of Zelda, where it's like the mains, they're fighting you a lot. They're also fighting each other because they don't know <laughs> yeah, better. Exactly. And then just like by degrees, some of the mains start leveling up and become <laughs> stronger and stronger demons as it's killing other demons. Like, you could do a, kind of a really neat microcosm of demon life within a fight where it's like, you know, 18 mains, some of them die to the party, some of them just die to other demons who get tougher, <laughs> who are killing each other and getting even tougher. And it's like, oh, fuck, we gotta we lock gotta down. We gotta kill the mains before every they turn into, like, a fucking... Yeah, or even the, the next, you know, oh, fuck, one turned into a dretch, and oh, shit, one turned into, you know, a Garistro or a Bulgara or whatever, and we gotta go lock down the bigger, tougher demons before they get even bigger and tougher. <laughs> Like, I think that could be, and, you know, it would all be dependent on the amount of mains, so, like, that could be a good mid-to-late game challenge, just depending on how many mains you have to lock down. Right, yeah. I think that would be, like, really kind of fun and hilarious in, like, a whack-a-mole kind of scenario. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Something I was thinking of, uh, maybe Orcus doesn't even need to be in the room to be able to turn a mains into something else. Yeah. So, like... If you're like, oh, I'm doing a lot of weird undead stuff. Maybe I'm doing some Orcus stuff in my game. Well, if your party happens upon, say, an Orcus shrine or a temple, and you're like, what kind of enemies do I put in here? I don't just want to fill it with cultists. Put a bunch of mains in there and then kind of drop that little, like, you see a mains in the center of the room surrounded by other ones, and it transforms into a shadow. What are they called? The, the A specter. Yeah. Just like... Think about transforming mains in their own encounter, whether or not there's a big boss. Turn one into a big boss. Yeah, yeah. If only to telegraph what it is they do within the larger community. Yeah. Uh, the the transformation is one of the cooler things about mains, uh, especially the, the undead link. And, you know, if you have been playing monster hunters the entire time and you've been fighting a whole bunch of ghouls, and then you go into the abyss for a brief moment uh, and see a mains turn into a ghoul lord, you suddenly have context for every single set of ghouls you've been fighting that, that does also raise the the idea of the players being like oh we're in the abyss we're finally done with undead stuff <laughs> well yeah obviously you know use discretion but that could be that could be a contextual like that could be the source right of that if yeah. you have an entire ghoul arc this could be the moment where they're like oh fuck this is where ghouls come from Marcus has been making the ghouls yeah yeah, yeah. and that could be kind of fun in terms of, like, narrative encounter design stuff, you're usually just going to see these guys around anyway. Yeah. And it more or less becomes, like, how are they ordered and what 
you can do with them beyond that. Like, I don't think you're, you can, they can't speak, they don't do telepathy. You can't really have a plot involving the mains unless your demon buddy gets, like, downgraded to mains somehow. And yeah. you have to then, you know, put a bullet in it in the zombie <laughs> fiction kind of style. And it's really, it's almost impossible to do, like, a tactical encounter combat with them because they can't set traps. They're, like, too yeah. stupid. Yeah. So yeah. it really is just kind of like you have to figure it out. I do. Yeah. I kind of like the idea if you do get like a little demon buddy or like a ally that, you know, or even just like I can imagine. And this could be like kind of like a cool character concept of like the warlock who is trapping mains and just like secretly <laughs> feeding them the entire time or like just has this one shitty mains that they just keep on, on like, a chain, yeah, on a chain just... that just like drags around. Because one day they're going to, you know, kill enough flies to turn into a Garistro <laughs> and solve an encounter for them. One day you're going to grow big and strong, I swear. <laughs> Come on, little buddy. I think that would be, I think that would be some fun. But yeah, that that is effectively main stuff. Um, I, I, again, kind of compared to most minion stuff, I, I think I do like these guys a fair bit just because like the, the lore potential is kind of fun. Yeah, they're like, um, mechanically, they're like the worst demons but they're also like one of the best minions yeah. i think just yeah. because of the sheer we'll see. just what you could do with them maybe yeah i'm excited to get into gnolls and goblins and stuff in the future yeah because uh, i think there will be a lot of fun to be done with those guys they're craftier plus everybody likes a good gobbo every now and then yeah love me a gob but i i do kind of i quite like the idea of the the like mains transforming in the middle of a fight yeah. set up I think, sure. I think that's kind of cool phase two yeah well it, yeah and it it rewards the D D mindset of just you know what thing do i want to murder next right because right. D at the end of the day is a war game and i like the idea of you know being able to tactically destroy this thing that could be a problem later which we've seen in a couple of different monsters now uh but every time that it comes up it it is good game design and i i i think it is good and appropriate yeah yeah good good bloaty <laughs> Very, very bursty boy. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave us a review on any of the places that you have seen it, or even just like, like a tweet, or like just send me a good picture of a dog. <laughs> send me like a good just picture. Just wanna see a dog, you know? Dog. Sometimes you just gonna see a dog. All I do is look at gross, rotting yeah, we've been demons looking at all day. The worst possible vestiges of demonic essence. I just wanna see a good fucking raccoon, like <laughs> eating some ice cream or something. Is that too much to ask? Do you know what we saw instead? What? We saw the President of the United States <laughs> tweeting fucking tweeting Nickelback. Nickelback. So like our shit, because the world is sad, and I just can't take it anymore. But if you decided that you don't want to like our shit, and you don't like us, and you want us to just live with the emotional and psychological trauma of watching the President of the United States tweet out a dead Nickelback meme, <laughs> uh, feel free to take a little trip down to nerdsmuth.org where you'll find a bunch of other really cool stuff. Uh, kind of just jump in like like maggots infested in a mains. They're just cool shit infesting the body of that site. <laughs> I was like, where are you bringing this around? You bring this one around? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
if I just said maggots and just edit it like like I'm spawn and I just say edgy shit. So check that stuff out. Uh, enjoy that stuff. And until next time, what's a good creature comfort for this one? Bandage your festering wounds. <laughs> creature creature comfort is practice first aid. Yeah, learn, yeah, learn some first aid. Uh, revisit some dead memes and and. <laughs> And practice some first aid. Listen to Nickelback's greatest hits. You know the ones. Yeah. Photograph. Rock star. Animals. Animals, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Hero from Spy. Oh, yeah. You're in right. You know, yeah. yeah, you're right. That was uh, the... <laughs> what else we got? We got... Um, we got uh, I can't do any more. No, 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 there's... Fallen. Heaven's gate won't open up for me. That one. Oh, my God. Is that, that Nickelback? I think so. And this is how you remind me. That one. Is that? Yeah, I guess that is. That is all right. I always confuse Nickelback and Godsmack sometimes. Because they used to be really like. Let me end the episode before we list every single Nickelback song. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Cool. Photograph. Uh, Almost (laughs) like. (laughs) If I had an infinite budget, I would just do uh, like a poke rap of every single Nickelback song. Uh, Something in your mouth. All right, let's oh go. Oh my god, something in your mouth. I yeah. totally forgot. The end. We're done. That's it. End sync. <laughs>